And here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening at TIH Show on social media. This is happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Exactly. Right? It's uh it's kind of a boring day in the world. Is that is that I always feel like that's a that's a dumb thing to say because it's like when you would tell your parents you're bored, but there's so much going on. <laughs> well, it, you know, for if I would say it as everything when when you and I sat down and are like, "Okay, what are we going to talk about today?" Everything that came through my mind, I'm like, "We did that already." Yeah, we did that. We, we did, were ahead done, of it. We've done that already. Like Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Tyson punched that guy on the plane. Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, but I, I, I almost feel like we can't because it's just going to be you being like, it was assault, and he should be fucking tried for murder. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, I don't know a lot of what happened. Didn't the guy apparently hit Tyson first? I don't think so. Oh, I think the, maybe yeah. with a water bottle. Yeah, you well. So here's okay. So this is another aspect of your, you know, you know, your psyche. I can, I can explore. If I throw a water bottle at you, does that then give you permission to hit me? Probably. I mean, like oh. you're a, no, but you're probably listen. Permission, no, but you probably have a little bit more uh, ground to defend yourself. What if I told a joke about your bald wife? Yeah, no. Okay. All right. I was just checking no. on that. Uh, see, on a day like this, Ryan, this is the type of day that if I had anything, I would mine my personal life to to for content. Right. Right. You won't do that. I see. I still find it very not. I I still find it very funny that you're naive to think that people actually mine their personal lives. You're. I think you're dumb if you don't. Are you paying attention right, right now, or are you texting on I'm, the phone? I'm texting. I just have to reply one thing, and I'm saying I'm recording, so I can't respond. Okay, good. Because, I mean, you know, it's just uh, only doing a national show here. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but you, So you think that anyone who brings up anything on the air is making it up? No, not making it up, but they've protected themselves. I think no. I think I think the goal like I think the the, the mark of a true professional mm-hmm. is to make you think that they are actually talking about their lives. But the fact is, and, and this is after years and years of experience, yeah. that if you talk about your life mm-hmm. for real in that sense, yeah. you don't have a life. And 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 it's horrible for your for you and the people around you. Yeah. Every everyone in your you won't have friends or family. But I think you could do it every so often. No, you 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 take elements of it, and yeah. you know which elements are safe, and you exploit and you exaggerate those. Uh-huh. But nobody's if you, only the biggest fools do that. I know what I'm gonna do today. What I'm gonna start a fight. Okay. Uh, the like I just already know. I, I can already tell that that's where it's gonna go. Okay. And that's what's gonna happen. Okay. Great. Like 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 what I would like to point out is I feel like I bring up a lot of things uh-huh. on the show. Okay. Uh-huh. I I I'll talk about my daughter. I'll talk about my wife. Yeah. You talk about no one. There's not much going on in my life. Do you? Well, I mean, I I would imagine there's there's things you could bring up should you choose. They're boring. I have a really. That's the thing is, I have a really truly boring life. The thing is, I know about some of the things you could discuss, but, but and they're not boring. Yeah, but based on what I tell you, you understand why I don't. And 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 like, you're not going to talk about the fights you have with Sarah. Are you kidding? Not I the real literally. ones. Not the Those real were ones. real fights. Yeah, but not the real ones. I'm I'll saying talk. that they're real. But like, like, dude, you don't, you just, and, 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 and you are so hungry to expose my life. Like, you, like you sit there uh-huh. waiting to do it. Yes. Stop. Because I think. No, 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 no. No, you got to understand. Stop. Okay. I'm, I'm being very serious. Like the fact that you still naively think that that a good radio show is fucking up someone's life. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Is is no? It, 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 what you go for is fucking up my life. I don't think I do. I know you don't. You think it's good radio, but you do not realize the because what I don't tell you is the repercussions that I've had to deal with about shit that you've done to me, and 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 what you don't get the fact that you See? believe that anybody I said I was going to start. A fight. I know, but the fact that you believe that anybody yeah. is actually 
putting their real life out like that is the most naive thing you believe. Like, I, I joke I joke at Stan and Nicole all the time. I'm like, you guys think the Kardashians are in it for love. Like, this is funny that it's not casting. Oh, no. Well, it's, that, it's the same thing. Disagree. No, it's the same thing. Like, like if you think, like, Howard, Howard, everyone wants to be like Howard. Mm-hmm. Right. Howard Stern. How everyone wants to be like, because they felt that he put his life out there, that that was the secret. He was the first one that did that. He was the first one that took his life and bared it all out there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's a, it's a show. And and I truly believe that that what he was good at is taking the bits of his life and exaggerating them and making you feel like you know everything about his life. But if you if you go out there and you talk about your life, you ex, you air your dirty laundry, you're going to have a shit fucking life. You're going to have an awful awful personal life. Your friends and your family are going to absolutely hate you. I disagree. I know you do because you don't talk about your own life. You don't have your shit. You don't. I most certainly no, do. No, you don't. No, you do. You what think do you- that you think that you do, but you 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 come from a shock jock background where where it is um, encouraged to embarrass your coworkers. No, no, no. Yes, it is. I don't think I, I, I'm never trying to embarrass you. Yes, you are. No. Yes, you are, Mark. You absolutely are. You are trying to get the dirt. You know that there's dirt and you're absolutely trying to get the dirt. Trying to get the dirt is different than embarrassing. No, it's not. You're not the one having your dirt exposed. I will expose, I expose my own dirt all the time. No, but when you're exposing other people's dirt, you're trying to embarrass them. No, no, no. Yes. I'm just trying to bring everyone to the same standard that I'm operating by. Yeah. Because you're making it seem, you're making it seem like I'm above it and I'm just trying to motherfuck everyone else. I, I I believe that yes. Well, that's not true. How could that possibly You're be true? You're very protective because because I know that there's shit that goes on in your life that's personal. Pretty much the only stuff I do not br- that I actively do not bring up on the air. Right. Is is stuff that happens with my corporate job that but, I would get fired if, if I talked but about. But if you know, but but the thing, but the difference is right. Yes. Is that if I were you? Yeah. Right. I would be. Hinting and poking and prodding and trying to get you to slip up and say it. Yeah, which is what you do to me all the time. You can I'm, do it. I'm not going to because I'm not. A, I'm not like like. Dude, well, no. I truly. I don't want to motherfuck you. You are my friend. I and don't I motherfuck you. No, you just want to get the. You, you, you want to get the dirt out. I just want and the, and that dirt coming out hurts me personally. And you are you are all for that. And you are mad at me. You, you, are, you, 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 are, you are, you are, you think that I'm doing a lesser job. Yes. Okay. That, whatever. You use the different adjective. If I don't motherfuck my personal life. Okay. But, and, and where it is different yeah. is that when I know that where it is different between you and I, uh-huh. is that if I know there is something off limits, I stay off limits. And if oh, you no. know it's off limits, you try everything you can to get in the door. Yes. But that's fucked up. That is not like, like you don't understand. Like that is unprofessional. I, I, you, there is a difference between like people that are out there and take it seriously and like actually are trying to fuck up people and people that are here doing a job. Okay. But I do think that it's just that I operate on a different standard. No, you come from, you come from a fucked up jock, a shock jock background where it is the goal of those shows to embarrass and hurt their coworkers. I don't think so. I think the goal is honesty. Oh Do you, come on! I, I'm, fuck I'm, I'm, off! No, I'm being seriously. Fuck! Oh no! It, well, fuck! Okay, it, look. Honesty at other people's expense. That's the. It's 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 forced on. It's the Perez Hilton. Uh, you must come out because I know. All right. It's the same thing. Like your honesty. Your what you're saying is I think it's honesty is no different than what Perez Hilton used to do to people. That I know something, so therefore it's my job to honestly expose it. And that if you're not going to tell, if you're not going to talk about the things that I know, you're somehow not, you know, you're somehow wrong. No, I, I get I get what you're saying. I think it's that personally I haven't been burned enough to worry about it. Yes, you have. Your whole life got fucked up. Oh, with with the, the fight I had with Troy? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I mean. That, that ruined your career. I don't think so. I it it sent your career on a, it. It ruined your dream. It didn't ruin your career. No. It ruined your dream career, and sent you on a path that you had never ever intended to go on. Actually, no, that's not true. That was in 2013, so I was already off the air at that point. I, I guess it closed the path you wanted to go down, and then we opened it back up. Yeah. So I mean, I'm you're not, way behind. I, I I'm way behind what you want. Yeah. 
what you want. Yeah, but not that's way behind what I want. Do you uh, think I like? I mean, realistically, if we're if we're if we're if we're being honest, do we think at this point in my life I want to work contract to contract as a full time radio host? Because I do not. I think that if uh, you had gone down that path where you were not a fourth fiddle, where you were uh, where you were the the uh, marquee name, you wouldn't feel that way. Maybe. Yeah. That, but you were on the path. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't, It didn't Ryan. feel like you were. But no, tr- I can assure you that I wasn't. If what we're talking about is, and again, like, this well, is where i got I'll, here, right? Yeah, I'll bring everything up because I don't want to hide anything from anyone. Well, that's your choice, and so, I'm not going to force fine. you to do it. So, I worked for Ron and Fez. It didn't go well. I did not enjoy it. Because of all the things that you was, why you didn't enjoy it is because you, there was nothing sacred. Everything, everything was open. Everything in your life was open to embarrassing you with. Yes. And and you you personally. No, it wasn't even on air shit. It was off air. It sucked. Right. But you worked in a toxic environment Mm -hmm. where everything in your life was there to embarrass you with. No matter what it was in your life, it was, it was ammo to hurt you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, and so you're trying to bring that here. Like, like that's part of your abuse that you're trying to bring into me that you're like, well, I had to go through this. So therefore I'm going to do it to you. This is what makes good radio. No, I actually, what I'm trying to bring is like in the past, I remember a couple years ago, there was a girl that was like, like years ago, there was a girl at your apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And she threw up mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, you got to take a shower before you sleep with me. Like get in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny. That that like, to you, but not to that person. Like that's what you forget is that you forget that these are real people in my life. And you're right. That's funny to you. But if I go on and start making fun of the real people in my life, if I start going on and talking about situations that they don't want, they don't. Maybe they don't want to be known that they stayed at my house. Maybe they don't want to know that they threw up. Maybe like how like, would anyone know who that is? It doesn't. They know who it is. Like, the, like, like, yeah, you're right. The wide audience doesn't isn't able to identify that person. Yeah. But that one person knows that I have betrayed them, that 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 my relationship to the radio and to the listeners is more important to the, the my my relationship to these people that I've never met in my life mm-hmm. is more important. My loyalty lies to the audience and not to the person that I see every day. OK, but that I will fuck you over and I will embarrass you and air your dirty laundry, whether anyone knows it's yours or not. You realize you're taking this to a 10, like immediately. No, this is, this is, this isn't a 10. This is what it is. No, no, no. This is, no, no, this no. Is, talking about somebody is not fucking somebody over. Now, yes, if, it if, is. If no, they if actively not, said, do not ever talk about this, then you would be fucking them over. I mean, I think you know what's embarrassing to people and what's not. And, and, and I've, I've, I've been hurt many times mm-hmm. by friends who want to, do that embarrassing thing. And I see how it affects the people in my life that don't have this job. And, 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 and I'm not, I, I truly believe Mm -hmm. that what you do, like if you're anyone who's talking about their life, they are just taking bits of it. They're exaggerating it and they're changing it. Anyone who actually talks about their life is just a recipe to have no family and friends. For what it's worth, when the woman threw up in your apartment, that was funny because you were psychotic, not because she threw up. Right, but but she doesn't need that involved. Like like not everything is for the air. Like mm. I, if if I like it's my life. So if I, I determine it. something isn't for the air, then it isn't. There is another person involved. And just by the way, that's not even a scenario where you said you can't bring that up. No, it's not. But 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 it might be. Like like this is th- 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 you brought it up at the time. What I was saying is that those are the types of things <laughs> yes. that I think are 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 personal stories or whatever that connect. When I say oh, I wish you would mind a little bit more of your life, I'm not I'm not asking for the worst. Yes, shit. sure, you are. But well, that's the if, thing is I do mine things out of my life and it's not enough. Like it's not, you don't, you, it's fine. I it's, just think it's interesting that you think that any type of personal stuff I want to come up, you think that my intent for doing it is to fuck you over. I think, I don't think that you intend to fuck me over, but I think you know where the embarrassing stuff are and know that it's content and don't care about the consequence. Like, like you're, you're, you're more, you're more focused on getting the content out there than hearing me when I say that I don't do this because I know the consequences it causes in my real life. And I have to go live that the rest of the day. That's true. 
Not, but but I want to be clear. It's not just like, oh, fuck your life. I'm going to keep my life pristine. I just don't operate like that. Right. But 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 and and and, and that's where I say I find it very cute and naive mm-hmm. that you really think that people air their dirty laundry like that. I do think that a fair amount of people do. I think they're fucking idiots. Okay. I think if I, I well, don't, you I saying don't, you don't I, agree with I, them I, no, is different than you telling me that, that I, no one does it. I think that there is a small mind. I think that of the people that are doing the job. It is a small minority of people that are telling you the absolute truth about their lives. And they're very, like, their job, this is why they're good at their job. This is why they're in the position, is because they're making you think that they are. They're taking enough of their life. They're relating it to you. That is what the job is, is relating. So so you don't have to fuck over your whole personal life in order to do that job. I don't, which, by the way, you realize that every time, like, all I said was, oh, I wish you brought more stuff over, and that be, up, and that became fuck over your whole personal life. Because I, you want me to talk, like, I, I have drawn a line about what I talk about and what I don't, and you don't want that line there. You're pissed at the line. The fucked up thing about this entire conversation right now, and this is true, is that I want to make a face at Ryan over the console and be like, this is great. This is good. (laughs) And I know that he's like very serious right now. I know this is good content. Meanwhile, I don't fucking care. Like, like, I mean, like... Oh, yes, you do. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like... I, I think I'll leave this like, all right, good show. And, and and Ryan will be like, yeah, I fucking told him what I thought. And I think he's always trying to fuck me over. And I'll just be like, ah, oh, I... I, th- I, no, I, th- I think it is a good show. I don't think you have evil intent. Well, I would hope not. That but, would be weird. But I think I think you, you don't consider... Uh, you you're looking at, you're, you're you're singularly focused. Well, what I really think is if you're saying something that truly hurts people, fine. But like, if you say shit, like I remember one time with my in-laws, right? Right. I told a whole story. See, like I don't say anything here that if somebody was like, "What do you think?" I wouldn't be like, "Well, let me tell you." Okay. <laughs> okay. And I think you also know that about yeah, me as yeah, a person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For better or maybe I'm just a shitty individual, but I don't think so. the the like I remember one there was a thing going on where I don't like sleeping places that aren't my house. We've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have uh, Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com coming up in a little bit, and that'll be a strange transition for everyone. <laughs> but there's there's a I don't like sleeping anywhere that's not my house, and I went on a whole thing like a year and a half ago. We did a whole thing where I was like, I don't want to sleep anywhere. I just want to sleep here. My mother-in-law wants to, wants me to try and sleep over, but I'm an adult. I I I pay for a house. I rent somewhere so that I can sleep there. Yeah. And then you know, and then I also said like you know it's tough when I'm backing out of my in-laws' driveway and my father-in-law comes out and helps me back up. It stresses me out. Yeah. I feel like that's relatable. Yeah. I feel like a lot of older people do that. And what I, what I got back was like, we heard his show, you know. And you know what I say to that? Good. I didn't do it to keep it a secret. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not doing this so no one ever hears it. But they were, they, it sounds like they might have wished it was in person. Perhaps they were just perturbed because they're not used to it. That's what I'm saying. Is the, is and, the, is the, and what it, I'm saying is what was bad about that? But if you make it, like you got away with it that one time, but if you make it a habit, the people in your life will hate you. And and it's it's not worth it. And, and, and I, I, sure, I'm sure that there are people that come on the radio and air all their dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Good, I don't know. I, also, it doesn't them. have to be dirty laundry. But, Andy, but, but I, I truly believe. That it is a small minority. Of course. I mean, there are people like, you know, Howard's not, you know, Howard's never bringing up where he's like, you know, I'm uh, I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I never says that. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I've never heard Sam Roberts really talk about his children. Right. Um, it's, it's, so everyone makes their decisions. You have you have the lines and this is in, in your in, 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 in my uh, dating life is what Mark wants to talk about most. And it most is times. And yes. it is it is 100 percent off limits. Yeah, I just feel like that is where the best stuff is. But that's also where, like, you do you at least understand that that is where the most possibility to give me real pain is? Uh, yes, depending on who you're dating, I think it I, changes. It, no, I don't think it does. I think, I think, I think if you're if you're messing with your dating life on the radio. You're just you just want to be single. Uh, well, no, because here, here here's the difference. Because here here's actually why I think it would be easier to talk about your dating. We talk about my relationship far more than we talk about any of yours, right? 
Yeah, but no, we talk about you and Sarah and things you do. We rarely, I don't think that we've ever talked about, um, we, we talk about surface fights with you and Sarah. I don't think we've ever gotten into the to the real problems. We don't have a lot of problems. But we've never gotten into them, nor would I ever expect to. Yeah, we could. I just don't even really know what I would say. Maybe I'm naive in that sense. Yeah. However, no one, whoever you're dating, whether you're dating someone now or not, and I do not know. This this is this is fact. Yeah. This is this is a true statement. Like Ryan and I don't even talk about it because who knows when I'll slip up and do something stupid, right? But but no, it's not slip up and do something stupid. I'm I know I'm giving you ammo. Not I, it's not ammo. But but if I tell you something, you're gonna try to bring it up on the air. I, well, I mean, maybe we need a word. Like when we're no, talking, that's you're ammo. gonna be like I, cantaloupe, and I'll be like, oh fuck, whatever he's about to say, we cannot. <laughs> can't but yeah i I mean it sucks because that 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 there is i have to hide certain personal things from you because i don't trust you to not exploit them here that's fair well it's not fair because that sucks i mean i'm sorry i'd rather have let's put it this way if you gave me the choice of would you rather have a friendship with mark or this is happening i would give up the show today Oh, well, let's see, what am I supposed to say? Because that just makes you sound like so much better than me. Everyone at home is just like, mm. <laughs> but But I hate that I can't talk to you about certain things in my life because I don't trust you to not try to embarrass me with them here. Okay, well, that's sad. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. That said, I, it's probably for the best. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Also, because I also think this is like, I, I, I think you just said a little bit of a fake thing for the radio because you've told me a bunch of shit. That I've never brought up here that I think would be very interesting. Maybe. But I am cautious. Understandable. I'm cautious. I don't know why you wouldn't just say, hey, don't do this. I mean, now you're doing it. Now I feel like I can never push you on this again because you'll be like, I told you and you're ruining. But like, for example, (laughs) there was something you asked me to stop bringing up. Yeah. Has it come up really since? No. Okay. No. So clearly I can be fucking trusted. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And the one time it came up, I said, hey, we don't do that anymore. (laughs) This is a long, this is just a long, um, it's, it's philosophical. I mean, this is dogmatic. This is, this is what we're talking about here is our philosophy on, on entertainment. So, but where, where, where I was going to say is like, if we talk about my wife, right? At this point, the audience knows who that is. Yes. If we talked about somebody you were dating, yeah, no one has any idea who that is. You don't post pictures with people. Like you have a very, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but they know. Uh huh. And when they hear it, like this is what you're, this is what you're not getting. Well, then why can't you just make up a fake girlfriend for me to talk about with you? I'd have no idea. No one have any idea. I'd just fucking go like, in and be like, this bitch, she wanted to have a three way, and I'd be like, oh my god, Ryan, tell me all about it. Like, like you're right. The whole audience doesn't know because I, I might not post pictures or I might not, but they know. And, and and that's I have to go back and answer those questions. It sucks. And it causes us like where there shouldn't be a problem in a relationship. It bring it causes one. So do you think you would be happier if you weren't in radio? No, I love doing this. But I just I don't believe I, I think I think that, that the people that believe mm. that the way to do a good radio show is just to come on and air all your dirty laundry are amateurs. I don't think you do that all the time. Uh, but I, but no, Today but I, would have been a great day, though. There what? was not a lot going on in the news that I wanted to talk about. Why? We had a great discussion. Oh, yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> no, but I really, I really do believe that people that just, that, that, that just come on and just air all their dirty laundry are, are like, they're just amateurs. Like, they, they, they're not doing a show. I think my partner's calling me an amateur right now. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but pretty confident. Well, you have an amateurish uh, view sometimes. So, I mean, I guess I've five years this into this before. shit. Yeah, it's a philosophical disagreement where I would just rather talk about what's really happening in my life because then it's like I don't have to remember what angle am I taking? What am I doing? That's that's That makes it easier for me. It's really just I'm an idiot that can't remember <laughs> what I'm supposed to be saying. Okay. Can I tell you something that happened in my personal life lately? Just a quick little anecdote. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, my wife doesn't get too embarrassed. <laughs> so we were just we were on we were running late to visit our parents. Okay. Okay. And I, I I we were listening to the radio and Charlie Puth light switch was on. Right. And I said, God, I said this to Ryan on the air recently, and I think he's friends with Charlie Puth, so it always kind of gives me a look when I say it. But I'm like, man. 
Charlie Puth is pretty lucky Paul Walker died. You've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she said, yeah, 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 I know. I, he said, Paul, she said, Paul Walker was in the Fast and the Furious movies, right? And I said, yeah, he was. And she goes, all right, well, you got to drive like Paul Walker right now. When he didn't know it was the last time he was driving, we got to get to my parents. And I was like, Sarah, are you aware with, are you aware how Paul Walker passed away? And she was like, cancer? And I was like, no. <laughs> Wait, she really didn't know? She did not know. I thought that's what the no, joke was. Did you had, drive no, like she he... had no idea. She was like, drive oh. drive with the spirit of... And I was like, mm, no, oh, I don't I don't oh. think we should do that with our baby in the car. <laughs> what was the ended up? Was it was it car or, or human? Yeah, I forget. I don't know. I think it was car, Sue wasn't Ferrari it? or Porsche Porsche, or it was Porsche. I think it was car. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of death, you have a TikTok thing. Oh, there, Look there's... at that fucking transition, hey! you guys. Let's go into the fun stuff. TikTok, nothing bad can happen to your family then, <laughs> unless a... you're burning wood. Yeah, there's another couple that died from TikTok. Another couple? Are there, is there a rash of couples dying? There's a rash of people, I feel like, getting seriously injured and dying from TikTok. Is it because they're... Remember when people used to, like, ghost ride the whip? That seemed like it was yeah. a danger. Is it that type of well, thing? People were getting hurt. What was the Drake challenge that everyone was dancing beside the moving car? Wasn't that Ghost the, the, or, or In My Feelings yeah, challenge? Yeah, or the something? In My Feelings challenge. Okay. Yeah, that one I feel like a lot of people got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but this couple got electrocuted. Oh. Um, because have you seen the people on, on... Can I guess the trend? Yeah. Okay. It's like you fuck in a bathtub, but you put a hair dryer in it. <laughs> no. Okay. No. No. They were uh, they were burning patterns into wood. Oh, like the the fractal burning or whatever that oh, they do. Yeah, like 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 wood bur- like like are those cool coffee tables. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it apparently they were trying to do this? They were in Wisconsin, and that uh, their house was burning down, mm-hmm. and so the fire department showed up. The cops down the two bodies in and they thought it might have been some like you know murder suicide suicide, type thing um but what it was is the couple was doing this tiktok uh furniture thing it wasn't a challenge they just saw it but they were doing the fractal wood burning and uh apparently burnt uh killed themselves and burnt down their house oh that's a bummer now um were they filming it for tiktok did it still go up i don't think the video went up no (laughs) the lady what's the voice is like i'm here with my with oh, my husband. Yes. We are about to kill ourselves with wood. Okay, so I'm looking this up right now. Unfortunately, um, apparently 30, at least 33 people have died as a result of fractal burning, according to the American Association of Wood Turners. That must be a coveted endorsement right? when you're running for, you know, if you're anti-forest fire or something or pro-forest fire, I guess. Eventually, investigators concluded they were attempting to craft inside their garage using a dis assembled microwave as a powered supply okay well see here's the other thing so the the woman was 44 and the guy was 52 and here's what that says to me and this is perhaps sexist almost certainly so actually he probably didn't give a shit about this and she was like i saw a thing on tiktok (laughs) let's do this because what 52 year old man do you know that's on tiktok Looking at the trends. No, not on TikTok looking at the trends, but like if I'm going to think woodworker, yeah, that, no, that's she wheelhouse probably was for like, woodworker. Yeah, no, like she saw it yeah. and was like, we can do this. How many people have died doing this? Well, just 33, but I mean, how That's lo- a lot. Well, not like this month. I don't know, ever. That's still a lot. Okay, hold on. Wow. Actually, hold up. Hold up. There's 33. One. Uh what the fuck? This is just... All right. The American Association of Wood Turners. This is a website. Um, you can go to woodturner.org. This is a real... Like, you know, every so often you have a fight at the beginning of the show and you find out about a subsect of uh, a- A-W-T. You didn't even remember. Yeah. A-A-W-T. A-A-W, actually. That's what they're going by. Okay. Um, this just has a, a list of... Just people who have died. And these are all since 2016. One, two, three, four, five, six, That's seven, like one a month, eight, right? nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Did this not exist 
prior to this? I'm sure it existed. Well, the technique was invented in 1777. So what you're saying is yes. Uh, TikTok has been around since 1777? No, a long time. Wow. It, It popularized it most likely. All right, so you like burn into like just what do you think the I imagine this like an SVU episode where I know that these people died and that sucks. Okay, I I get it, but the 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 detectives bending down and he's like, and there's like a filter on the woman's phone. And he's like, God damn, none of one of the none of one of these goddamn TikToks. <laughs> just like, just yo like. That sucks. I I I I'm just I, I just did a quick thing. TikTok deaths, and then there's parents blame TikTok for their ten year old daughter's death. There's like there's all couple dies while. Uh, oh no, that's that that was the same thing. Hold on, that was the the woodworker one. Oh, the blackout challenge. There's deaths here. What's the blackout challenge? Is that um. Do you drink in blackout or do you like turn off all the lights and try and like go down the stairs or something? What so is it? When I was at, when I was in elementary school or like middle school, yeah. there used to be a thing where people used to grab a hold of your windpipe, not choke you, but just touch you in the neck where like you couldn't breathe. Did you go to a Catholic school? No. Oh. And then Is this and, a man doing this to you? <laughs> no, it's just other people. And then they would go to see, I don't know, uh the choking challenge or the pass out challenge is exactly what it is encourages users to hold their breath oh until they pass out due to a lack of oxygen <laughs> okay that okay so there was a thing Four about children ages 12 and under have died this year attempting the challenge yeah you shouldn't it's a bad challenge okay i remember this was probably about five or six years after i graduated high school but there was something going on at the high school i went to that they had a problem with what was referred to as pooping oh which was passing out on purpose yes yeah this is yeah and it was like you would because i did it once to be like what what do you do and it would be a thing where you would like crouch down and put your head in between your legs oh that's a new one and then stand up like you would have to like and then you would stand up and be like (laughs) it's ridiculous that's uh all right i'm gonna this is why i'm not on tiktok as much i guess so uh do we want to go to mike yeah all right mike florio pro football talk Let's bring him in now. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. Joining us right now, uh, the author of Playmakers, How the NFL Really Works and Doesn't, Mike Florio. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Awesome. Thanks so, for being here. My pleasure. I read, so I read the whole book, and I got to tell you what I love about it is how digestible it is. Where since it's because a lot of people, I think you hear about a book and you're like, I don't know if I can commit to 400 pages, but this thing you can pick up and you can read any part. And that that's how I got through it. And it's fantastic. So I want to congratulate you on its release, first of all. Well, thank you. You know, I have a very short attention span for reading, which gives me a short attention span for writing. So I wanted to make the chapters as short as possible because I know how frustrating it is when I'm reading a book. I constantly am peeking forward. How much longer until this chapter's ends? Yeah. It's, it's a natural spot to close the book and pick it up sometime later. So I've tried to make it as easy as possible to close it quickly and move on to something else and then open it again at some later date or time. Now, you, uh, of course, are always writing for ProFootballTalk.com. How did you decide this is a, all right, this is a book piece. This is a daily website update. Like, wh- where was the line when you knew something was good enough to be in the book? Well, what happened was when we decided to do the book, and I had people telling me for years, hey, you know a lot about the NFL, you should write a book about it. And it got exhausting explaining to people, I write about the NFL every single day on a platform that already exists. I don't have to find a publisher. I don't have to get people to buy it. They show up, they read it. But I got sick, frankly, of people saying you should write a book about the NFL. So I figured, screw it, I'll write a book about the NFL. And what we decided to do once we came up with the outline was basically look back. And a lot of the stuff was covered in real time. Most of the stuff in there that's historical was covered at the website. But, you know, we we tried to find some new things that weren't already out there, some new angles, some new reporting. It's not easy when you're talking about things that happened up to 20 years ago. But, you know, it's a little bit different writing, but I tried to keep the same style, the same voice, the same attitude. And it was just different. I don't know that there was any philosophical decision-making that went into it. It's just different. You're writing something that's going to get printed on paper instead of something that's going to get posted on a website. Yeah, that's what, because, because we, you know, when you're writing articles, when you're done with it, you're done with it. You move on to the next one, but this one, you've got to come back to it the next day. So I got to imagine like, and it's got to, your process has to change a little bit. Well, yeah, 
proofread it and edit it and others edit it. And it was just a process where this thing kept coming back. Like I thought I was done with this. It comes back again. We need you to read it the next 10 days and give us your comments. And then the one that caused the most anxiety, the last chance, the final read, you can't change anything after this. So you got to go through it with a fine tooth comb. So look, it was a long process through multiple edits. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad it's over. I, I am much better suited when it comes to writing about the NFL to focus on one story, get it done, get it posted, move on to the next. So that, that actually brings me to my, my next question. Cause I am kind of curious, how does your day work out? Because it, it, what is your schedule daily? Because you're constantly posting news. And I got to say, you're one of my favorite, Mike is my favorite NFL writer because anytime you post a story, it's sort of like, here's the story. And here's also why I think there's bullshit involved in this. And that's what I've always appreciated about your reporting is, is you giving your own perspective as to why something may be happening that I feel like you don't get in, in other places. Well, I didn't know we could say bullshit. Yeah, we could say, oh, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> uncensored here. Fucking A. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do so, it. Um, it's, it's, I've been doing it long enough now that routines and rituals develop. Very quick thumbnail sketch of a normal work day for me. Up at 6 o'clock, get a story or two posted on the website. Quick shower, quick shave. Upstairs for PFT Live, which is actually on Sirius XM 85. Mm-hmm. And Peacock every morning, 7 to 9. Then back at it, some radio things or podcasts throughout the morning, but always back to the grindstone, post another story, post another story. I pass out for about an hour in the afternoon to balance out the five hours I get at night. So I get six over the course of the full day, work out before our afternoon show five to six. We're back on Sirius XM 85 for PFT PM. And then in the evening, it's the evening is like my only part of the work day that has kind of a relaxed, flexible I can see what I've missed over the course of the day, or if there's something new that comes up, I can get to that. But I'm, I'm always plugged in, and I enjoy it. I, there's, that's the thing. Oh, you need a break. I don't need a break. I enjoy what I do. You need a vacation. I don't need a vacation. My vacation is what I do. This is what I would do no matter what, even if they weren't paying me. Don't tell anyone I said that, and then they'll, <laughs> they'll try to stop paying me. But, but yeah, it just, it, and it's, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with what I do. And frankly, the pandemic has been good for me because – Number one, people don't want to see me out and about. Number two, if I'm home, I'm a hell of a lot more productive than if I'm going out to dinner or going out and doing things. So how how do you, um, because of the reach and credibility of, of your platform and, and your reporting, do you have a sensor or, or like a sense um, of when people are using you for their own agenda, that they're using you, they might be planning a story to sort of forward their own agenda. And Mark brought up where, you know, you might add like, Hey, I think this is a little bit of bullshit, but do you have that sensor of like, they're just using me here. I've got to be careful on what I'm doing. Well, I do. And as a result, what happens is those people will find others that they can manipulate more easily than me. And like, for example, I don't even try to get at the front of the line for the initial reports on a new contract that a player signs because the initial reports always have bullshit baked into them. The agent who is 99.9% of the time, the one who is pushing that information, that person will go to Adam Schefter or someone from NFL media, usually Ian Rappaport with the news that there's a new four-year extension worth 120 million with 78.5 million guaranteed and there's always some bullshit baked into that Mm -hmm. and what happens is if you want to be one of the ones who makes the tweet five minutes before the move is announced which is basically what i'm not finding fault i'm just saying that's what they do if you follow adam schefter what you're getting is a five minute heads up before the announcement no it's 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 funny you say that only because i've i've noticed this that i follow enough football writers that anytime there's news it's like And like four of them, all the same thing in a row. But then you guys always kind of wait till the contract is there to dig into a little more. Yeah. And we've developed that reputation that we're willing to call bullshit on the numbers. So what happens is for every agent that's trying to push the false agenda through the initial burst of tweets, all the other agents are ready to say, here's the real contract. Here's the real number. Here's the real breakdown. So it's very easy for me to get that because I'm willing to do it and I understand how to break it down and explain it. It's look, I, I don't, I don't want to, I, I want to be 
I want to be careful about what I say. And then <laughs> I got one angel on my shoulder saying, be careful. And I got another angel saying, fuck it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the reality is it doesn't take a whole lot of brain power to receive a text message from an agent, literally copy and paste it. I've gotten those text messages. When I'll pull up a certain Twitter feed that has 9.4 million followers <laughs> and see the tweet, I've got the same thing on my own phone. I mean, at least type up your own thought for crying out loud. But that's what it becomes. It's trafficking in that five-minute head start. And there's value in that. There's clearly value in that. But I don't, I don't want to do it that way. I'd rather be the voice that's honest with the audience and not pushing someone else's agenda or BS in the name of being the one who gets that text message before anyone else. Now, it is NFL Draft Week, and I've thought your your thoughts, and it's in the book on, on the NFL Draft, are interesting. You think the draft is un-American, correct? Or almost well, un-American? It runs counter to everything that we hold dear as Americans, the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the idea that you're going to go out and make your own destiny. You've got a professional football league that is a trade association that binds together 32 independent businesses. You're going to love this, Ryan. I know you, and you're going to love this. This would be no different. And this is the simplest example I can give you. Back when I was in high school, I went to work in Kentucky Fried Chicken, which was incredibly valuable to me in that it scared me straight (laughs) into busting my ass and doing the right thing so I wouldn't be the manager of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Not that there's anything wrong with being the manager of Kentucky Fried Chicken, but if you want something more than that, then stinking of chicken grease and fat your entire existence and working 12 to 16 bankless hours every day for not much money, more power to you. Somebody's got to do that job. But here's the example I always use. If I had decided I'm going to go work in the fast food industry, And instead of saying, well, I want to work at KFC or Taco Bell or McDonald's, not that any of those choices are all that appetizing, but, but the companies come together and decide who's going to work for them. Well, we've got dibs, McDonald's, we've got dibs. We're taking Joe Mm -hmm. and KFC. Well, we're on the clock now. We're taking Bill, Taco Bell. Well, we want Frank. That's not the way it should be. And I know that's the most basic crude example. And when you expand it to someone who is entering into the workforce, Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of, well, this is where I'd like to live. This is where I'd like to work. This is who I'd like to learn from. I'd like to work with this coach. I'd like to go to this place so I can get onto the field. I'm a quarterback. Why would I choose to go play for the Green Bay Packers and get stuck behind Aaron Rodgers? You know, I've said this time and again, Jordan Love is the only person I feel sorry for in this two-year odyssey of dysfunction in Green Bay. I agree. Because he's the only one who didn't choose to be part of it. He got drafted into it. So that's where I think it's un-American that these individuals don't get to choose where they want to go, who they want to work with, and what they want to be doing for the first four years or longer of their professional careers. And in what other industry do you not have that element of choice? It's a very good point. The NBA, uh, but yeah, the, you're yeah, right. Sports, sports, yeah, sports. sports. Yeah, sports. sports. No, I get it. I get it. You're right. Get rid of the draft for all pro sports. Yep, you're right. I wonder if that would. Do you think that would then create the problem that they think it would? Whereas all these athletes would just want to go play in Miami and New York and whatever. But I guess that's the point. I guess it's. Well, we're already getting there with the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. Once they've got a few years in the league, I, I look at it this way. The idea is the draft is there to ensure competitive balance. Well, I grew up in the 70s. There was no competitive balance in the NFL in the 70s, and they still had a draft. The worst teams still got dibs on all the incoming players, but it was Steelers, Raiders, Cowboys, Dolphins throughout the 1970s. Salary cap and free agency is what really created parity in the NFL and this sense that you can turn a team around. So My proposal is, not that it would ever be Mm -hmm. adopted because the draft is too big to die. It's too big of an event Mm -hmm. for the NFL for it to go away. You just have a special salary cap for the incoming players. The worse you are, the more money you have to spend. The better you are, the less money you have to spend. You go out and recruit your players, just like the colleges recruit. And I know people say, well, well, look at college football, what a mess it is. It's different because there's such an imbalance there. There is no salary cap. They're not even paying the players. And now it's all going to be driven by where they can get the best name, image, and likeness deal Mm -hmm. with no salary limitation. I think if there was a true salary cap for the incoming players, the process of picking the best place to start your career, a non-dysfunctional team, a place where I think I'm going to play, a depth chart that is crying out for me to go there and become a starter right away, it would all work out 
and the NFL would be no different than it currently is. But the draft is too big to die. It's all pie in the sky. It's pointless because the NFL does not want to give up that that major event that's going to unfold on Thursday night where millions tune in to watch something that isn't a sporting event. <laughs> so the other big thing that's been happening in the world is sports gambling has been opened up to most of us, and it's changing the way in our living rooms and parties that we're watching games. How is it changing things in the offices at the NFL? Well, I don't think they're nearly as concerned as they should be about where this all goes if they don't properly manage their backyard because you've got a bunch of different ways that gambling can influence the NFL in a negative way. And you look back at And this, this comes up a lot in the book, by the way, as well. well. Chapter 10 or section 10 is about the future. And most of the themes there are about the ways that the gambling industry and the legalization of wagering on sports can affect and undermine the NFL. And there are quotes from the commissioner from as recent as 2009, where the mere existence of legalized wagering in the eyes of the commissioner was a threat to the integrity a professional football, because anytime there's a bad call, people are going to say the fix must be in. Well, now we're in that environment. And what happens when there's a bad call? Hey, the fix must be in. They must want that team to cover. Somebody's got money on that team. Somebody's bet on this team, whatever the case may be. So between ensuring that the best possible officiating decisions are being made, they need to spend the time and the effort to do that. They're trying to, but not nearly enough. Handling inside information corporate world, it's called material non-public information. The draft is a prime example, but you can bet on who's going to get drafted when. That's the best way to take advantage inappropriately of inside information because there's no game through which the inside information gets filtered. You know this team likes this player. Maybe you got a phone call from somebody who said, here's who they're going to draft. You got to make a big bet. You make big money based on inside information. These are all things the NFL needs to be concerned about and control because all it's going to take is one big scandal and then there's going to be a federal agency that's got oversight over all professional sports. I think it's a matter of time before that happens anyway. But the longer the NFL can delay that, the more the NFL can operate within the confines of its own business decisions without having a third party telling it what it can and can't do. Draft this year in Las Vegas. Now, I was when I was doing my research for you coming on the show, I read, I think, a 2009 profile of you that it was heavy on the Mike Florio does not fly anywhere. Is that still the case? Well, I don't fly anywhere for different reasons. I, okay. I, 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 yeah, that, that, that's what happened around, I don't know, 2013 time frame. That, that went away and I started flying back and forth to New York every weekend and fly wherever okay. I need to. Post-pandemic, though, you know, this whole idea of being home for two years, I, I, I have changed and I don't want to go anywhere. I got invited to do an NBC event that's happening Thank May you. 16 and I texted one of my producers and i said how many guesses do you need as to whether or not i really want to go to this thing I, do I the just, bosses really want me there because otherwise yeah, i'm gonna yeah, I, i'm a lot more and that's the other thing too i've had two straight seasons where i've been home i contribute to football night in america from my house and i'm so much more productive when you remove the travel to and from out of the equation the stress that you know you're not sleeping well yep. i would get home on a monday late afternoon early evening and I wouldn't feel normal again until Wednesday. And the clock's ticking to Saturday to do it all over again. Lather, rinse, repeat 18 times. Not that I'm complaining. It's a great job to have. But it's even better if you don't have to leave the house. Mike, you're, Mike you're talking to me. I'm in, <laughs> we're in the studios right now. But this is the one day a week I have to come in. And I still bitch about it. Because everything that we're doing right now. I mean, I could be Zooming from, with you from my house. It's, this is ridiculous. And so I, I a million percent understand what you're saying. I'm sitting in my house now. I do everything that I need to do for my house. There's no reason for me to ever go anywhere again. And I'm trying to convince the people at NBC that I really don't have to leave. And when I was in LA for nine days for the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I'd been anywhere since the pandemic started. And once I got home, I said, I'm never leaving <laughs> for work again. I did, I did go to the beach with my wife for a few days just because I needed to decompress after the Super Bowl. But for professional reasons, I am never leaving at home again. All right. Well, we got to let you go any minute. But there is one thing I did want to ask you only because I there, there's two two quick things that for some reason I cannot get a handle on. And one is the Green Bay Packers. I understand that you can own the share of the Packers, but it doesn't really mean anything. With that being said, when that team makes a profit, what happens to that money? It all gets poured back into the team. Bay Packers Corporation, and there's a clause in the Articles of Incorporation, the founding documents, that if and when 
the Green Bay Packers ever go out of business, that money goes to some charity in Green Bay or something along those lines. But yeah, all the profit goes right back into the organization. And that's why they should be spending to the cap every single exactly. year. There's no owner who is siphoning off money for his super yacht maintenance fund mm-hmm. from the profits. So they should always be spending and they should always be competitive. And you know what, to their credit, they always are competitive. They just haven't been competitive enough to satisfy their fans because they haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2010. And I know they're changing overtime rules in the NFL, but the the Chiefs proposal from two years ago that everyone kept talking about, and now Ryan, by the way, he's he's a big proponent that they should just kick field goals until they end the game, which is his big ridiculous idea but the the Chiefs proposal where one team scores then the other team gets the ball if they score would it it, it would then just become sudden death isn't that just delaying what the problem was in the first place no not really here's why and that is the rule that was adopted by the owners last month by a vote of I think 29 to 3 what happens is and and go back to that Bills Chiefs game because that's what forced this to finally Mm -hmm. happen the problem had been hiding in plain sight for decades they did a partial fix in 2010 but you still have the problem of team winning the coin toss to start overtime, driving down the field, scoring a touchdown, game over. And people say, just play defense. Well, that's all well and good. But in the playoffs especially, we already have the rules that favor the offense. Mm-hmm. When you get to the playoffs, you've got good offenses. You've got good quarterbacks. It's harder to play defense. Why shouldn't both teams have to play defense? So Chiefs win the toss against the Bills. They drive down. They score a touchdown. Let's say they kick and get one point. They're up seven. Bills drive down the field and score a touchdown. What do you do? You go for two, you go for two, and if you get it, you win, and if you don't, you lose, or do you go for one and you accept the fact that it's going to be sudden death when the next kick happens? So at least it gives some control for the team that kicks off, and I think we're going to see more teams choose to kick to start overtime, and especially when you get into weather and wind, you're going to have teams that win that toss, and they're going to say, I'll defend this end zone. Because if you tell me you want the ball and I get you to go three and out, I got a short field. I got a field goal. I win the game. Well, Mike Florio, the book is Playmakers, How the NFL Really Works. There's ProFootballTalk.com. You have two shows per day that you can hear on Sirius XM 85. And, of course, uh, I mean, just so many projects every Sunday night, hopefully from home. We hope that works out for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Great talking to you guys. Goodbye.